Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Rassomi Peter! Yes, remember did him that time. Yeah, he did well. He did better <laughs> than the last episode. Well done, me. Yeah, amazing, because it started so badly the last episode, but it turned into what I would call one of the towering pinnacles of podcast acting. Towering infernos. <laughs> Starcast, yeah. Paul Newman, Steve McQueen, <laughs> and Big Shaw. That's what it was. Hi, Big Shaw. I mean, I know it's your, you, you're going to go to up to an Oscar, so do you want to cut your hair? Nope, I'm in that, I'm in that downswing <laughs> year. I'm going to let those baby blues do the talking. <laughs> <laughs> so did, how long did it take before Big Shaw got his shit together? Well, I mean, that's debatable. Um, when did it... Big Boss Man steal his dad? Uh, that was unfortunately 1999. We're oh, a long way that. past that, yeah. Oh, how did we miss that? I know. Well, it wasn't, it wasn't stealing... at WrestleMania, annoyingly. Big... Um... Why isn't that at WrestleMania? <laughs> Months after Big Shaw losing his big, or normal-sized dad, we don't know, um, a Big Boss Man came and stole his dad. I don't, I, see, I don't think his dad is big. No. It, I think it, he's, he's got brothers and sisters. Sisters as well. I think they're disappointingly size. average. <laughs> are you Surgeon thinking of, and, you know, the great legal counsel. Are you thinking of like a big kind of, like if they all climb on each other's shoulders, I, it would be magnificent. Pff, and I, blot out the sun. I just imagine those like photos, the family photos that all American families have, yeah. where they're all in a line. Yeah. And they normally do it on age, so it goes in a nice, neat sort of sliding graph. <laughs> but to have just Big Show in the middle of it, ruining it every year. Big Show, can you stand in the next field? I'm going to say, this isn't going to be popular, but I don't think you should be allowed to have a giant child unless you're a giant yourself. Because <laughs> right. this should be taken away to a giant orphanage. <laughs> Which literally would be a giant orphanage. It'd have to be really It would big. have to just be a jail, wouldn't it? It would, it would have to be a jail for humans. Feeding them on bin lids. <laughs> you know, Give them clubs and rudimentary animal <laughs> one pieces, right? And occasionally, once every three years, just release one in the city. I'll be See thrilling. Um, if the big show is listening and is interested in this, please, please get on my Patreon. <laughs> the big, big show baby bash, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Release the big show baby I'm, I'm afraid there is there is actually no no money in it for for him but um, no big money anyway. but it's great exposure <laughs> um, when, he actually does become quite good in a later WrestleMania because they put him in a match a big money match against Floyd Mayweather Jr the boxer oh yes yes I remember and this he actually he comes back after a period out and mm. this is the thing that actually lights a bit of a fire under him nice and he comes back in great shape and it's uh, it's, it's a fun match that it mm. really is I mean it's barely a match but it's it's, <laughs> it's huge great fun. Have you got any hopes of the Tyson Fury uh, nonsense that's going on? Uh, uh, Tyson Fury has actually spoken over the years about how much of a huge WWE mm. fan he is. Do you learn some moves? Well, yeah. I mean, the funny thing is, because he is a, a boxer, how mm. much are they going to say 
here's how to do it. How many days is he going to be able to give over to that? Yeah. There was a part where he made a, well, an appearance... He doesn't appearance. do a lot of training, does he? He's no. very much, he very much relies on his skills. I would be worried. You see, I'm always worried about the idea that I would be a competent wrestler and I would be going into the ring with someone, whether they're being paid $15 million or not, <laughs> and know that actually if they get a bit fed up with it, they can just they punch can just... my head off. <laughs> I mean, that's a, that, is like, that is essentially like a wrestling bear where you go, I don't really want to do it, but... Yeah. If it's I catch good. him wrong, yeah. If he doesn't sort of, if he doesn't, if he's just if not he in the move, yeah. If he doesn't see my move properly, yeah. And he, you know, I catch him above the eye. If, if I go in too up. quick as he turns his head, and I and I touch him on the eye really gently, <laughs> I mean, I'm just I'm going to lose my insides, <laughs> and that, that's what I feel. Do I think it'll be good? No, I don't think it'll be good, but it is a spectacle, and yeah. I'm one of the the few wrestling fans who love I, a spectacle. I don't mind that at all. Mm. I don't I don't think it's particularly good for the business, but I don't think it's bad, and I think it's all part of the rich and weird carnival yeah. that wrestling is so great at. Get so... him in the playboy bed. <laughs> Get him in the playboy bed. Have a pillow fight. I don't know how Tyson Fury speaks, so I'm going to just give him a... I don't know. Don't he just talk a bit like this? Don't he? Like that? I don't know. Oh, yeah, probably talk a bit like this. I'm it. happy to come to Saudi Arabia. I'm going to do it for the 15 million, right? <laughs> but a couple of things, right? One, I don't want to have to wear a small leotard. I'll be wearing, like, something that covers me all. We clothes. And secondly, I want to fight later. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, I later in this WrestleMania. Please. <laughs> Put it away. Come on now. Um, let's go on to the second match. I uh, think so. Money in the Bank. Uh, this is the big ladder match with Matt Hardy versus the Intercontinental Champion Shelton Benjamin <laughs> versus Fit Finlay versus Rob Van Dam versus Bobby Lashley when he seemed like the future of the business uh, versus Rick Flair. Shelton Benjamin uh, was brilliant again. Yep. I like him. Uh, but how old was Finley? <laughs> yeah. how, well, he looked quite old. Finley's amazing. I mean, this is this is a funny one. Ric Flair, they didn't really have a role for him on the card, so they stuck mm. him in this match. Okay. And it is not a match that he is going to excel in. <laughs> Although, actually, he kind of excels in it. It's great. He's Ric Flair. You can't stop him. Someone has a sign as they come in, and it just says... Um, what is this? Make sure... What is this? What is this? They have a sign that just says, can we get Flair an escalator? <laughs> and you see Flair glance it as he goes in, and you really see him go, oh, well, that's the last shred of my <laughs> of my hope that this was going to be an enjoyable night gone. Um, Fit Finlay is... This is the first time we've seen him at WrestleMania, mm. and he is one of the industry's greats. Mm. Um, probably, even at this point, people don't aren't really aware of how great history will look at him. So he is a Northern Irish wrestler. Mm. He trained and made his name in Britain. Um, he oh, is actually... This is a Belfast, Ireland. Just say it. <laughs> just, say, just say it. Don't worry about the repercussions. <laughs> Belfast, Ireland. <laughs> Can't see that being a problem. Yeah. <laughs> he was he was uh, known as the, the, the Belfast Bruiser. Mm. And he was actually... He was the main event of the first ever live wrestling I saw. I went in to see in... About 1991, I went to see... Uh, uh, it took place in Brighton. My friend's dad, his job was if a company went bankrupt, he'd go around, seize everything, put it in a lockup, and then they'd value it. Right. right and he'd give it to the creditors. <laughs> or not. And <laughs> as part of it, he took us kids down for a weekend in Brighton. There was wrestling on, and we went to one of the big hotels. And this was happening in like the banqueting suite where you'd have yes. Brighton Man of the Year. There's just like a ring, <laughs> a ring set up set. on this plush carpet. And there were probably, I don't know, I mean, it was the di- it was not a popular time for British wrestling. Mm. There were probably about 50 people there. And it was. The main event was Fit Finlay versus a guy called Marty Jones, right. who is a very, very sort of well-regarded technical British wrestler, still alive, not performing anymore, because he would be about 70. <laughs> um, but they had a main event that was 
probably one of the most heated matches I think I've ever seen. In front of 50 people, they they wrestled for about half an hour. Yeah. It was non-stop. The crowd got so into it. There was a bloke who was smoking. That's how long ago it was. He was smoking <laughs> on the front row. And he stood up and he put his cigarette out on Fit Finley's back. And Fit Finley turned round, furious. And the bloke had a bag next to him. Finley just grabbed the bag and punted it across this ballroom. <laughs> Chandelier sort of swinging sort of thing. And I was looking at this and going, this is cool. phenomenal. <laughs> Absolutely phenomenal. The opening match as well, I forget, I think it was a Cyanide Sid Cooper, old sort of hand, who looked a bit like one of the bushwhackers, mm. versus a teenage schoolboy called Boz Berry. <laughs> and Boz Berry came in and he had back acne, not because of steroids, but because he was, a, a boy. was about 14. <laughs> And my friend next to me, he just went, look at his fucking back. Look at his back. He's got spots on his back. <laughs> and it was a small room. And he just turned. And again, he just felt heartbroken. <laughs> Ruined the night for him. Just, um, But Finley, all this experience that mm. he had, by the time um, he gets to America... It's in the dying days of WCW. Right. And he's used on the lower mid card. He's used in hardcore matches and things like that. He suffers a really, really bad injury in a match against one of the nasty boys, Brian Nobbs, where a table shatters. It goes into his leg. He almost yeah. loses his leg. So he's out for a while. When WWE buy WCW, they take Fit Finlay to be a trainer just because he's been all over the world. Mm. Probably also on the recommendation of William Regal, who is a great trainer, who also has that thing of bringing the British people because they have a, a, a skill set that the Americans never learned, which is you know a specific type of technical wrestling. Mm. Also a lot to do with the comedy in wrestling, which uh, the British do so well and the Americans took a long time to get used to. Yeah. Um, they, they bring in Finlay. He ends up training John Cena. I think he ends up training Randy Orton. Um, and then they put him in charge of the women. Right. And you can see in this WrestleMania, there's a women's match that is as good as any of the men's matches. Yeah. Probably one of the greatest women's matches in WWE history, which is Trish Stratus and Mickey mm. James. These are Fit Finley projects. Well, what happens is, because Eddie Guerrero is down, they're lacking star power. Mm. And they say to Finley, who is presumably they view as being retired now, do you want to come back? He comes back, he begins getting massively over. He's having great <laughs> matches. Before long, he finds himself hovering around the main event. You know, right. He takes place in multi-man matches at the end of pay-per-views and things like that. <laughs> so he really, really, really does well. And so this is this last late bloom of a career that no one in America has seen. Right. He ends up, they sort of go, well, we've got to give him a little extra because he is just this weird-looking Irishman. <laughs> and they give him Hornswoggle the Leprechaun. Oh, that's where that guy comes in. Yeah. Yeah, and right. that, that's uh, originally there's there's hints that it's Finley's son, but it turns out in a long and convoluted and absolutely terribly booked long thing, he's actually Vince McMahon's son. In the end. <laughs> oh, no. Um, I know. What is Jeez. that about? I mean, think of how much television had to be used to get you to that end. It, oh, no, Too we're going to get that back. What a waste of time. They ha There's a little bit where, where Finley and Flair get together and they have yes. a sort of great, exciting moment. Really, the crowd likes to see things that are similar going together and one of them is old men. And they're like, the two old men are together. This is going to be fucking off the hook. And they, they are great together. It made me sort of go, God, I wonder, did Flair and Finley ever have a match? Yeah. And no. No, you know, they never just by themselves. No, no. Oh. Flair was always the big American and Finley was just a British guy. It would be really unusual that they would have crossed. So, heartbreaking. Come can we, can we talk about the um, uh, Brick Flair, 57 years old, taking that off the fucking ladder? <laughs> I mean, there are some amazing things. That, 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 that is a perfect they call example. It a superplex. A superplex. And <laughs> the, the Flair walks out and he comes back Good very Lord. quickly after, um, which was sort of a bit of a weird, like his match is over. But it just, I mean, it is an incredible thing that Flair is the consummate pro that even at 57, you go, let me do something that absolutely brings the house down. <laughs> it's just amazing. Um, 
when he <laughs> gets close to grabbing the suitcase, yes. that is the first time the crowd lose their minds. It's so exciting. Surely everyone wants Rick to get the money. Like, yeah. Because he's, you know, he's a big yep. star. If he gets the briefcase, he ends up with a title shot at any point during the year. <laughs> and everything has been pushed, really, for the returning RVD to get that to, and as he later does, challenge Cena for the title at ECW One Night Stand number two, which right. is 2006, in front of an even better crowd than they're here. <laughs> but the very fact that you put Ric Flair in that, nobody in WWE could have imagined <laughs> that when when Flair got near to that, that that belt to get a title shot, which he's held 18 times, <laughs> when he gets near that briefcase, the place just go, yes, the, the future of this business is 57 years old. And if not him, the Belfast guy who's in his 60s. You know? Absolutely brilliant. Um, oh, and, and Shelton Benjamin is so over in this. Every yeah. time I watch Shelton Benjamin now, I do find he's it sad great. because that, that wasted opportunity. Yeah. He is so good in this. Mm. Every year he made this match, he did the one thing that stood out in your mind. Mm. And I think he does it for five years in in a, in a row, and he never ever gets to take the briefcase. Mm. And it just seems like a mad missed opportunity. Yeah, they've since had him back. He's currently working with WWE. They just don't use him in any meaningful way, and right. it's such a waste of a talent. Yeah, I think that, that he's the one I look at the most, and I feel saddest about that he never had the career that he should have had. Mm. And it was all to do with just who was in power at the time, and and it's just a shame. He's so sensational. I do like a lot of matches where. Um, well, certainly these ones where they've got to grab something. It's uh, where people like, like Lashley in particular has to pretend that he's having some trouble climbing up a ladder, except yeah. nobody's really noticed he's halfway up the ladder. I, you've, so you've you done kind of 15 of the runs, but the 16th, for some reason, I actually just can't get onto it. I can't get near it. <laughs> Too much. The worst bit is when they bat at it like a lazy cat. <laughs> and and you, you know, you know, if this I is real, right? If, I could, if it's if real. If that had a lot of money, if I, I, don't, I wouldn't want the title shot, yeah. but if there, was a, if there was over 10 grand in there, I would be right up that fucking ladder, risking life and limb. <laughs> to get hold of that and then swing off it. I just... Uh, that, uh, pat. Pat, <laughs> pat. You know, you're just killing time. <laughs> but, uh, Lashley in this, I, I think you can see again, he has a much bigger role in the next WrestleMania. Right. But he... he Watch him now and you watch him today. The big thing he suffers from is he has a slightly sort of scolded face. He sort of looks a bit... You know, like, oh, I'm a bit intimidated and, and mm. I'm gentle and nice. And it ruins him as a as a sort of, like, killer predator, which is what he should be, really. Um, you see it in this where even this early on, people are just like, mm, don't buy this guy. Yeah. Don't right. buy this guy. Well, they will do that for another 20 years. <laughs> Don't buy it. Um, a little thing then we get, Mean Gene comes out. Mm. Uh, he just does a quick interview with Randy Orton. and Randy all Orton. baggy around the face. Yeah, doesn't he? Mm. Yeah, Randy says, you mean to say you were inducted into the Hall of Fame for holding a microphone for 30 years? <laughs> and Gene, credit to him, he looks really angry. <laughs> He's like, stick this up your ass. <laughs> miserable and, and cross and then we get Dave Batista coming out just yes. basically going show him who's boss yeah we were going to have a match but I'll be back and I'll get my title <laughs> and Dave Batista in this again nobody ever said to him you're going to be a massive movie star so mm. make sure throughout your career you dress yeah, like you're a ma major movie star <laughs> and clearly it's just the thing that he's like I am a huge deal and that's got him I mean he's so good in movies I was watching Blade Runner 2049 20, he's good the other at that day. he's really good in he it he got a little side uh, kind of mini 
film, I think. It's like a five-minute film about that character. Yeah. Which, uh, it's a lovely scene, that. I love that film. It's good, isn't it? Should have, again, and he's great in it. Yeah. And you see it here, and you just go, if you were going to say, which of the people you've seen here are going to break Hollywood, <laughs> you'd go, well, obviously the movie star <laughs> that was talking to Randy Orton. <laughs> just, I realise now, I've just got to start dressing for what I want to be. <laughs> what, wrap around Orkleys? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> big suit, no, big boxy suit. I, I want to be a leading female actor. <laughs> oh, right. Sorry, okay. So right. I'm going to start wearing very expensive cocktail dresses. Diamante. Yes. <laughs> going to drip in pearls. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm lip fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready get 30, ready get 20, 20, 20, ready get 20, 20, ready get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. But um, so yeah, this is the bit where they sort of do a bit of a Hall of Fame kind of uh, mm. thing, which I really liked. I thought it was a nice little touch. Yeah, mm. you get this year was uh, Mean Jean, yes. Sensational Sherry comes mm. out looking absolutely ageless. She looks she, exactly the same as she always has. She looks like um, uh, she's sort of dressed like a nun. Yes, she'd be dead within the year. <laughs> was it in the, yeah, within, it was the year. within the year? Yeah. Crikey, terrible, isn't it? Tony Atlas as well. Yep. They, just, uh, just, a, just a quick note that uh, in this year of 2006, Chicago installed a work of art in Grant Park called the Agora, comprising of 106 headless, armless, but conspicuously not footless figures. <laughs> 
<laughs> Atlas. Atlas. Atlas, you old dog. Oh. Just feet, just a lot of feet. I am moved to Chicago, but the weird <laughs> thing is, I'm just constantly hungry. Um, they, they gave him Victoria, and the other ones have been very much given the sort of divas who are very sort of, um, you know, just felt and sort mm. of, you know, they look like nymphs. Yeah. And they give Atlas Victoria, and it's clearly a thing of going, she can handle herself. Yes. Basically, if you see his head dip down, you need to start fighting. <laughs> knee up. Yeah. Head down, knee up. Uh, they've also got um, William the Refrigerator Perry, yes. who took play- part in the WrestleMania Two Battle Royale, and at the time was in the '86, huge, huge mm, cultural icon. Huge deal. Yeah. So you know, it was a big deal for them. He is not wearing a suit because he has no respect for professional wrestling. <laughs> um, they bring out the Black Jacks, uh, Black Jack Mulligan and Black Jack Lanza. Yeah, I can't remember whether you like the Black Jacks or not. Well, the Black Jacks are a 70s act. They are before yeah. my time. Oh, right. So we've seen them we've when seen them they in were WrestleMania, Barry we? Windham and JBL. That's it, yeah. yes, yes. So yes, Barry yes, Windham okay. is the son of uh, Black Jack Mulligan. He's also the father-in-law of IRS. And right. his grandson is um, Bray Wyatt. Ah. who is doing very well for himself oh, now. I'm, I'm going to cough because I'm thinking of Bray Wyatt. <laughs> <coughs> oh, beautiful. Ah, fiendish. And um, <laughs> uh, the other person who's there is Vern Gagne. Mm-hmm. And Vern Gagne is a, um, a promoter of the AWA, big right. um, Minneapolis-based federation that was always the number three after WWE and WCW slash NWA. And Vern Gagne becomes... Um, he, he's a guy who was always famous for putting himself over. Right. When he retired, his son started doing very well, <laughs> even though he <laughs> nobody had any time for him. Um, but <laughs> Vern Gagne, oddly, is is the second person on this WrestleMania who will go on to murder someone. So, oh, interesting. Well, he, he's, I think, in this, he must be about ooh, 80... Three, yeah. maybe a bit younger than that. He killed someone in the car? No, he later goes into a nursing home because he has Alzheimer's. Oh. And uh, in four years after this, in 2009, so sorry, three years after this, um, he and another resident of the home basically start having an argument at, at the dinner table over nothing. They've mm. both got dementia. Yeah. And Garnier picked up the bloke and then sort of pulled back on his body, breaking his hip. And the guy went to the hospital but didn't recover, and he died as a result, really, of the trauma. Um, At the time, they were all like, oh, he body-slammed him to death because, you know, journalists are even worse than wrestlers. (laughs) Um, But um, they they threw out... Well, they didn't throw out the murder charge, but they they didn't prosecute him because of his advanced dementia. dementia. Meant that I don't think either of the men knew what had happened. Right. Um, And then um, he dies uh, six years after that. So he lived to a ripe old age, but obviously the last part of it was in a total fog. Um, just an odd thing that in that small business, actually within five minutes of this, you are going to see two people who will go on to commit murder. Just a strange little bit. Um, and yeah. the other person who comes out is Eddie Guerrero's wife. Yes. Who Chavo. is Vicky Guerrero. She comes out with Chavo, yeah. And what you will not know is at this point, she is a grieving widow. Uh, within, I think, about a year, she is a member of the roster of WWE and she is one of the most hated women in wrestling. (laughs) Only Vince McMahon could take a widow and make her into a bad guy. I think this is April. Um, I want to say, you probably got April? Yeah. And he died in, like, October, November. November. Right. That's not a long time. No, not at all. To have this... Have Not so at all. Much stuff like this. The bit that I actually teared up a little bit is she's standing there in front of all of these people in something that she probably had never done before. Yes. And she's just standing there and she's taking in that sense of how much he meant to mm. these, to, to, to just that crowd of, that faceless crowd. Mm. I suppose if you're like the wife of a wrestler, 
you don't go and see them at WrestleManias. You know, if you do, you're backstage half the time. But coming out and just sort of having mm. all those people, the one thing that, you know, you, you're going through is just grief and loss. Yeah. And there's a load of people saying, you know, just giving that love to you. Mm. And then the Blackjacks come over and they start hugging her. And that was the bit that really got me, is that everyone is like, this is a weird display. Yeah. Where you've just got a widow standing around. And they come out and it's a human move. And then everyone starts coming over. Mm. And that was the bit where I was like, oh, no, no. Humans are wonderful. <laughs> Apart from Vince McMahon, who set it up that she'd be on her own <laughs> and made no concession. And then, um, uh, and then uh, it goes to it goes to the crowd with, uh, I miss, we miss you, Eddie. Hi, Mom. Um, <laughs> sign. Where I thought, well, we'll only take one sign. <laughs> yeah. I just, we miss you, Eddie. Hi, Mom. Mum has made it clear that we can take the Eddie Guerrero on, but she just, she just says, how, you know, we've got to say, Hello. It's you know she understands that Vicky Guerrero is very yeah. sad, but um, she's she's also like you know got feelings. Would it have killed Taz to take off his fucking sunglasses, <laughs> stupid glasses, <laughs> and had on Terrible. each eye a little contact in that said R.I.P. Eddie? <laughs> that is tasteless, Peter. I think it's disgusting. Um, the other person who is in the Hall of Fame who doesn't come out is Bret Hart. Yes. So he's he's basically accepted that he'll be in the Hall of Fame. He does a speech the night before, right. which is one of the best Hall of Fame speeches. Yeah. And he then just sort of says, but. I'm, I'm still not at the point where I'm happy enough with this company right. that I will go out and wave to the crowd. Because they announced, they sort of say, um, he did not want to come out and do this. Yeah, yeah. Is, <laughs> yeah and I think that was also part of their attempt to... Like, some bridges. Uh, well, yeah, to, to try and be as honest as they could with him after years of slight, uh, of dishonesty. Mm. Uh, and not just dishonesty, of course. A lot of the, the rancor came from the fact that his brother, Owen Hart, had died in 1999. Yes. There was a, a long case that went on for a long time regarding who was responsible. Um, I think in the end it didn't. they didn't find the WWE responsible. It was down to the, the harness uh, providers. Mm. So uh, th- you can understand that there is this impossibly big chasm to go over they do make up eventually it's wrestling it happens and i think you know bret hart uh, he had a nice respectful way out of the business that didn't leave it on this horrible jagged end Mm. but this is just part of that process that you can see before it happens interesting Mm. interesting on to match three yes the united states champion chris benoit Mm. versus jbl um Mm. weird match and not because necessarily benoit no, um, it's more JBL and possibly the big Crystal Palace flag that appears at one point. <laughs> Does it? Yeah. Um, yeah, JBL keeps doing um, Eddie Guerrero dances in the middle of it. And yeah, stuff. I don't understand why. He this is this is all this is just the the tasteless side of wrestling. So JBL and Chris Benoit in real life are two of the people closest to Eddie Guerrero. Mm. I believe Guerrero is best man at, at JBL's wedding. Right. Chris Benoit and Guerrero, their friendship goes way way back, mm. and. There's that odd thing of of just, you know, two things in this. One is that JBL does the three amigos to get cheap heat. Mm. Now, this isn't a thing that you can build to a future match with Eddie Guerrero. No, because he's dead. He is dead. That boat has sailed. And so this is just going, he's trying to hurt Chris Benoit by doing that. Who fucking came up with that? (laughs) Who came up with that thing where they went, and then, you know, your best mate who's dead... Start doing his moves, and then Benoit will be like, boo-hoo, boo-hoo. And you're like, yeah. But it'll be fine, because we know both of you actually love him and miss him terribly. It's just weird. This kills the crowd when he starts doing yeah, it. Yeah, they're not happy at all. No. And the commentary team make it very clear they're not happy either. Just all no, one, no one boos. Everyone just goes, oh, come on. <laughs> you know, that is not a reaction that you want. No. Um, there, there are two types of, of heat that you can get from a crowd. Mm. One, uh, you know, obviously, is, you know, hooray. The other one is you, you get good and bad sort of heat when a crowd is angry. Yeah. And 
the good type of heat is when you do something and people are like, I will pay money to see that guy have his ass kicked. Mm. And the other is bad heat. And yeah. bad heat is basically when you do something like this that the crowd shit on. And rather than sort of, you know, booing, they're just going, oh, I wish I wasn't here. Mm. And this is the epitome of bad heat with this. It's just tasteless and people don't like it. No. They know that wrestling isn't real. And so then you, when you watch it, you go, oh, that's had to be cleared. Aye. And they've both been asked to do it, and they've had to sort of like... Oh, it's, just... it's probably Vince's idea, to be fair. It's probably not even there. <laughs> I mean, it really... It probably would be. Um, the other thing about it is Chris Benoit, as the person, if you like, fighting for the honour of Eddie Guerrero, mm. should then at least fucking win. <laughs> so Bradshaw does his mocking of the dead Eddie Guerrero, yeah. the late Eddie Guerrero, and then, and, then, and then he wins, and he wins the belt. <laughs> wins the belt for it. Are you a fan? You a fan of wrestling? <laughs> Fuck you. Fuck you. You're, gonna, you're not going to enjoy this at all. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed paying. I, sorry, I, do come back next time. You know, j- just just mental. Just when mental. You, when you were talking about good heat and bad heat, I was thinking of the film Red Heat. Has Arnold Schwarzenegger ever been involved? Yes. One of the few people who's actually was given their own WWF title in about 1998, 9. Um, I he, haven't seen this, have I? No. no. He, he just came to the ring on a sort of raw. And I think they had right. that double thing of him, which is, A, he's a, a huge star. Yeah, because he's the ultimate kind of wrestle... Action hero, isn't yeah. he? Yeah. So I'm surprised he's not. I've not seen him. But the other thing was he was also political, and they love that sort of rub of look the politicians like us as well right um there are some great things uh, a thing they ran called smack down your vote which are really worth watching where you see president obama uh, before he was president in fact so he's just plain old barack obama right when you see him appearing to try and get people to vote on, on SmackDown, and <laughs> there, there are some terrible matches between you know people dressed as obama i mean it just it's awful but nice. they love that sense of going you see the great and the good even they love wrestling well <laughs> love or have been you know told they have to bad, do it bad advice yeah exactly very very <laughs> bad advice um match four yes Edge versus Mick Foley. This was good. This was fantastic, wasn't it? I enjoyed it? this. Really, really good. Um, a, a absolutely classic match. Uh, sometimes hardcore matches don't get that classic because mm. they get silly yeah. and they aren't particularly well worked out. They're just a kind of bunch of high spots. And this is just phenomenal. Mm. Edge needed a match basically to get him into the A-list. He's seen as still being, if you like, a sports entertainer rather than a wrestler. Right. He hasn't had a long career of really bloody gruesome matches, so he doesn't seem like a tough guy. Yeah. He seems a bit like a sort of 80s Christian rocker um, <laughs> who happens look- to hang around with Lita. Yeah, he looks like he's in P.O.D. Yeah. Which will appear later on. <laughs> yes. And uh, I also Wikipedia P.O.D. A lot to say about that. Um, but, but Mick Foley also, he is coming to the end of his career. And he had never had a, a really good WrestleMania match. Mm. It just never clicked for him on the on the big stage. Right. And I think they both went out with something to prove. Edge wanted to prove that he deserved to be in the main mix. And if he wasn't in the main event of this WrestleMania, he would try and steal the show. Yeah. Um, you get Foley going out. He's had a long-term friendship with Edge. He wants to go out and have a great WrestleMania match because he's never had one. Um, it is a really, really good match. It's uh, This is Foley's last good match it's right. his last Wrestlemania mm. um, he he basically sort of falls between the cracks after this he ends up going to TNA for a run he comes back a few times he has short runs with people and I don't think he properly retires until 2012 when he can't get medically cleared for a SummerSlam match against Dean Ambrose right. currently known as John Moxley so he does have another six years where he's around but this is his last great moment and he comes down to the ring at the start and he looks absolutely massive <laughs> he looks like you, you know those like women you see if you go to sort of like quite a out of the 
away place and it's got like a bit of a 1970s shopping centre. <laughs> he just looks like all of those big old women that you see waddling about. <laughs> <laughs> and we're looking at um, Lizzie Duke. Looking at a bit of Lizzie Duke in Argos, uh, in the Argos <laughs> window. This, um, they also bring out Joey Styles for this, which is an attempt to slightly sort of go, this is like an old-fashioned ECW match. And Joey Styles, had, he also had a bad run in WWE. Right. Vincent Lamb, for some reason, hated him, didn't like his commentary at all. And people loved his commentary. He was a good commentator. Mm. But they have JR uh, brings him out with jo- and he just sort of says, here he is, Joey Styles. He deserves to be here. And it's, <laughs> it's so weird, isn't it? That is, again, you're about to start and you're like, fucking hell, Jim. <laughs> I, I, why are you saying that? So who doesn't think I deserve to? Oh, okay, got you, got you. Um, Edge is as good as he ever was at this moment. He's coming off the back of the Matt Hardy debacle mm. um, and he wants really, I think, to, to, to keep that upward trajectory going. And this match is... <laughs> phenomenal when he when they bring out the thumbtacks in Foley matches it was quite often that you'd sort of go oh well Mick Foley's going to take a bump on the thumbtacks and so when they do it with the other person (laughs) who you weren't expecting that was a proper thrill it was really shocking and people went crazy for it because he's you know he's obviously very clean cut and stuff but you've seen him bleeding landing in uh, tacks there's also that thing quite early on where he is wearing like a a t-shirt sort of thing that he's wrestling in and he takes it off and there's a slight sort of thing where the women in the crowd go woo like that (laughs) you know Uh, but I sort of I thought to myself, God, when he took that off, he must have been thinking, this is to throw everyone off the scent, but I'm going to have those pins in my back and they're going to be there for probably 15 minutes. Um, and I'm going to have to do things like go on my back when they're still there. Absolute Because I can't nightmare. be seen to brush them off. No. He gets cut on the arm really quickly as well. And that's a, that's a sort of... Uh, it's one of those... It flips my stomach. When yeah, because because it, it hasn't. It's not deliberate. It's not no, by design, is it? No, and you're he, a bit like, oh, how picks, did that happen? He picks. He throws Foley against. Uh, he gets sort of flipped against the the, the point of the step. I was like, oh, that yeah, looked like, that looked horrible. I yeah. think he just misses the point, but oh, they do. They do the bit. In fact, where he, just remember where he cuts his arm mm. is he does a spear on Mick Foley, right? And he rolls off in agony. And Foley gets up and he's wrapped his body in barbed wire, <laughs> yes. but. The problem with it is Foley's got a gut on him at this point and you cannot see the barbed wire. So no, no one knows what's happened. It just looks like he's wearing like a metal belt, a really thin <laughs> metal belt. And then Foley's trying to like cut it off and it's not coming off. And it just, if you were standing behind, you'd just think he'd stop the match to have a wank. <laughs> just absolutely terrible. He wraps it around his hand and, you know, it ends up, Lita gets the mandible claw because yeah. he's got, you know, it, the barbed wire ra- bleeds and jumps on his back and he still does the clothesline over the top on edge and everything in this match is just, <laughs> is just perfect there's nothing it's fantastic. there's nothing you could have done better Very, um, I, the fight, I, I thought the fight was going to be really shit but it was good in the end thrilling and, and they were clearly t- and the way that the fire goes out as soon yeah. as they land on it as well they were clearly told to flip like to roll away from it they roll away and it's it's already gone out yeah it has Amazing. oddly I, I was reading a thing where they said they didn't use any flame retardant material yeah so I think there is a way of, of I don't even quite know what it is but you'd put it on the table beforehand you'd light it but then pretty much and it would go out right but they decided not to do that Edge was very keen that it had to look great yeah and it was his idea mm. the flaming table and he yeah. knew that Foley would go along with it but he said I just wanted something that people just would not forget yeah and I mean it's great as they go through <laughs> that thing it's just thrilling if you're going to do a match like a hardcore match then yeah 
go go for it. Bells and whistles. There's no point <laughs> holding back. And he really doesn't hold back. He also does a couple of bits in the match, which is just great. There's one where he's just on top of the ring post and Foley's on the table, which they'll later go through. Mm. And Foley just rolls off it. And Edge just sort of, instead of having jumped and missed him, he just gets down. And I was thinking, it's so rare that you see people go, I've got up for my big move, and they move, and you go, oh, I'll do something else. And I was like, yeah, that made it look real. Well done. And I don't think he ever then goes back up to go through the table. So it's just, it was a little bit of a sort of wrong set. And the other thing he does really well is at the end, he is in shock and he's just shaking his yeah. hands. Just I going, like that. Ah, like he can't believe what's happened. <laughs> He did actually, I think he and Foley both got second degree burns from the table. Yeah. So it was it was pretty legitimate. Um, but yeah, I mean, just how nice that, you know, Mick Foley does get his final great WrestleMania mm. moment that he's been, has eluded him for all these years. The truth hurts, baby! That's <laughs> how he said at the start. But he just, he's so iconic with his big beard of blood. Yeah. <laughs> he is great. I mean, the hard thing about McFoley is the more you love him, the more you wanted to see him do the stuff he used to do where yeah. he'd look like he'd gone through a mincer. <laughs> but, you know, you I mean... You can't do that to your body. You cannot. You cannot stick to going through a flaming table <laughs> at a WrestleMania. <laughs> um, just great stuff. If you've not seen uh, this WrestleMania, mm. then I think you can just pretty much... what. Watch that match, yeah, and you will go. That is as good as it gets. <laughs> it's really good. Yeah, and uh, we've reached the end of another show. Yeah, we'll be back next week with more at WrestleMania 22. Yes, if you'd can, like, uh, get, if you'd like, get to the show. I was going to say, yeah, you can follow us on Twitter follow if you like. It's uh, at WrestleMe Pod. Hello, everybody. Our DMs are open. Are they open? Uh, are they open? I don't know. Probably. Look, I'm, Pete, I'm, I'm 43. I have no idea if things are open or not. <laughs> and that's why you're getting a run against Irishmen. <laughs> <laughs> I really hope I'm going to go back tonight and I'm going to click on DMs. It's just going to be full of loads of birds. Boobies. Loads of boobies. Uh, yeah, I, love, I love the way you cough in the middle of the shows. <laughs> <laughs> you talk constantly about Pete's back knee. I back love knee. It. I wish you'd put me for a flaming <laughs> table. <laughs> was a Stakhanov production. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.